Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello and welcome to the Flyers Talk Podcast. I'm Katie Emmer. And I'm Jordan Hall. We are your home for everything and anything Flyers related. Anything. Anything. And everything. And everything. Um, we were just getting into this today and I'm just sitting here. I, guys, I'm the type of person that literally wakes up and a random song is stuck in my head. Today that song, Jordan, is Oh Canada. And I just, I don't know why. And there's been times you could ask Chris Terrian or Al Morgani or even Colby. I love Oh Canada. I think it's a very underrated song oh you'll sing it like consistently in our in our content room. okay well thank you like, for just putting that too. out there it won't even be like you know other playing a canadian team or anything of that nature yeah. like you will just well think about it, it. the flyers haven't even played a canadian team and i'm still just in a while singing like at away. home yeah I don't but it's know. good it gets us in the mood for you know, you know for hockey and it's such a good song and i'm just like the, the just the beginning of it just oh canada I feel like most people don't know the words you know? after that. Like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I just love the melody. But so, it's so good. Anyway, we're going to talk some players hockey, <laughs> but the song is stuck in my head. So so if, if you start singing it, you know. We're going to have to harmonize. Well, and now the listeners know that. Yeah, the like, listeners do know. It may just kind of come out. And yeah, we can harmonize. We can and totally. I do think this is a way to tie everyone in to like, maybe they'll get that at the end of this pod. Yeah. That we might harmonize. Yeah, Canada. or maybe you'll sing a solo and. Uh, oh. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I think I just gave everyone a little hint. Yeah. You know, I'd like to think I'm a good singer. but Or maybe you can tie it into your joke of the day, too. I, you know, forward to that. your own opinion is the only one that matters about your singing, right? Yes, yes. Right? My car knows. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is getting weird <laughs> already. Love it. Love it. Uh, we have some good news to talk about today. And we love that. We love good love hockey good news. news about this Flyers team. Jordan, um... We're recording this the day after a huge win at home for the Flyers last night. And it, it wasn't just a regular win. Like, any win is great, but it's over a team the Flyers are competing with in the standings. It was a major, major exclamation point. No, I can't even think of a, a way to describe it. It, it was a great uh, display of what this team could potentially be capable of on this playoff push last night. Yeah, I think you're right. Exclamation point. Uh spot on I think they came out um almost with like a playoff type of vibe knowing that they really needed to come out and kind of jump on the Blue Jackets and they did and the place got going the second uh Kevin Hayes scored and then Couturier adds to it shortly after with his goal and all of a sudden they're like they're in control on a team that's kind of spiraling uh and that's not fully healthy and that's the Blue Jackets um a team that was leading them in the standings but the Flyers were slowly but surely catching them and now they have uh they leapfrogged them and they get another game on uh, Thursday night against them. So now the Flyers are kind of in the driver's seat uh, and credit to them for coming out and doing yeah. what they've done at home, uh, jumping on teams, controlling play, 
um, and just really uh, putting the opposing team in two difficult positions uh, in, in a tough road game. So uh, that was a great sign to see. Another positive sign from the Flyers. And uh, Kitty, as we talked today, they are in third place of the Metropolitan Division, <laughs> which is which is cool to see. Is, given- okay, no, no, no. Let's like even in post game last night, talking over that in the standings, and we're so used to seeing the graphic. And I'm saying it's it's great, you know, to see them in the wild card position and not below that line. But then, like to see it, they're on the left side of the screen, and they are number three. It was very exciting, you know. And at least for us covering this team, it's exciting to see them. Um, be in that position it's it's like in your head okay third but when you see it on the sheet it was it's very cool I'm sure the same for you yeah and how long have Katie have we seen them just like jumping in between the wild card the two wild card spots you know we've seen them uh be outside of the wild card looking in and especially in this recent era of Flyers hockey where they haven't won a playoff series since 2011-12 yeah they're just constantly fighting to like the bitter end of game 82 trying just to get in not only are they in a nice spot or they're in a playoff spot as we speak today uh but they're in third place and uh that's definitely notable they're not in a wild card spot obviously there's still games to play there's still 22 games left um and a lot of teams still in that race but uh i think if you looked at last season and all the change that they went through from the front office down to the roster uh and obviously through the coaching staff um i think any fan would take third place with 22 games left oh easily uh this season yeah i mean I'm going to get more into that uh, just as far as, yes, it's a third-place spot. Not that. It's not sealed. You're not... Far from sealed. Far from, from sealed. Yeah. This Is this going to really be another day where words just aren't English coming to English is Katie not Hammer? easy, and yeah. we're working you on know it. You what? <laughs> and that's us. okay. That's okay. Okay, <laughs> anyway. Uh, getting back to just... You, you talked about... Uh, you mentioned how they came into the game. They just looked like they were they were ready, and, and they were really treating this just like a huge playoff game. And, and I think about that and remember Travis Konechny with um, Taryn Hatcher postgame saying, we knew this was the biggest game of the year. Like he said that the team approached it like this is the biggest game of the year. He also mentioned the, you know, the home and home. So the second half at Columbus on Thursday is the other biggest game of the year. Um, and a comment that Chris Taryn made on postgame was pretty good. You know, I asked both of them about that. Like, do you feel that they displayed that same sort of mentality that they were looking like they were treating it the biggest game of the year? And it's so true. You just have to take it one game at a time. Yeah. Um, you can't just – but for him to – for Travis Konechny in this team, at least for him to say the team um, as a whole felt like that was the biggest game of the year, it kind of gives me, uh, me like an inside um, scoop on – what we always talk about, is this team really paying that much attention to the standings? And, you know, of course we wouldn't like to think they are every single game and, and fighting for it, but you have so many leaders on this team that also have been a part of these pushes and they take it very seriously. And just that response, that way to especially come back from a loss at Tampa Bay and to just respond at home last night and in a time that you need it, that it is dire to get that win. Um, and you did mention injuries. Columbus was not looking their best last night. Tortorella yeah. was not happy, though I was very happy that we kept ISOing him on NBC Sports Philadelphia. I was like, Always show Torts, great. show him after each goal because he is such an entertaining coach to keep up with. Got to, sure. you know, mad respect for Tortorella. Absolutely. But you can expect they are going to really be coming out. Yes, they are shorthanded, again, with those in- injuries and everything else. But for the Flyers to really take advantage of that, get that early goal that really gave them that um, – momentum for the remainder of the game um which was very interesting mind you for Kevin Hayes to just it, it looked like he was trying to make a pass there it's just oh like what's your oh okay I'm just gonna pass it and it bounces off of Merz Lincoln's and goes into the <laughs> net and you're just kind of like 
cool. Sure, we'll take Let's that Let's celebrate. One. Like, did that right. really go? Okay, great. Like, it's going to be that kind of game. And I think after the, the all those lucky bounces last night, and I say lucky because Katuri had the same thing. Yeah, he said then, he said he tried for that, but then after post game, he's like, "What do you guys think? Was that on purpose or not?" What do you <laughs> yeah, think? but it went in the net, so you're not upset about that. Anyway, that's kind of a full definition. Just the way this team was able to respond, they treated it like they knew it was the biggest game of the year. Going back to Bundy, though, I mean, you have to make sure you're not just focusing on okay, that when we got that, we're good for the rest of the season. Like you have to treat it each game at a time, like it's the, the biggest game of the year at this point of the season. But it's good. Get yeah. that response and get that trademark win and have the lucky bounces go your way last night. 100%. And to two your points, I think good teams create their own luck uh, in the sense that, you know, if you're doing the right things and you're creating possession in the offensive zone and you're getting in deep, pucks deep, and bodies in front. Okay, uh, not, you got to I throw that, that in there. I one had pod. to. I had, as I was going and towards there. And also, Kevin Hayes did say that after the first period. He yes, said he did. we knew we got to get pucks in deep and we had to be up on our D. And The guy knows the keys. you got to appreciate that. You have to appreciate how he also finds a way to get pucks deep somewhere in any interview that he ever has possible. He so. will sink that in. Anyway, continue. Um, but no, yeah, I think good teams create that luck. And if you look at the three goals that maybe were fortunate bounces for the Flyers, the Philip Myers one, Oh, man. Um, the Kevin Hayes one and the Sean Couturier one. All of them what are... What about Giroux on the power play? Okay, we have so much to get we to, do. but that was another one. And that was we'll just, get in, yeah. We'll get into that. They had that milestone on that type of assist. But on those three goals where like people were kind of saying like lucky bounces, the Flyers were doing a lot of positive things. They're getting the puck close to the net. They're creating traffic. They're making plays. They're not just flinging shots from the point and just hoping for a bounce. They did some positive things that to create those bounces. So I thought that was a great sign. And... And then, yeah, they're just the treating every game like it's the biggest game of the year. Like, with 22 games left now, like, that's probably the mindset, like, most teams should have um, unless you're in a comfortable position. The Flyers are in a tight playoff race. You want to alleviate pressure and keep things loose, but I think it's great to go into every game now thinking this is the biggest game of the year. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, well, that one was bigger, you know, two days ago. This one doesn't have as much impact. For example, no. when you're taking on a team like Columbus and then you're going to go take on the Jets, like, yes, they're not in your specific state, but you need to be treating it like yeah. all these points matter. After this uh, game against the Blue Jackets, they have four games uh, against teams not in playoff position, three of those games come at home. Which are, the I would argue, the those most important ones. Huge games. Like, you don't want to have a letdown to the Sharks at home. You should beat the Jets at home playing at 1 o'clock uh, Eastern time. Yeah. Uh, and then you had the Rangers, two divisional games. I'm never going to look past those. But, you know, games that, you know, you should at least take one of those two, you would think. Uh, yeah. One in New York, one in Philly. You should at least win one of those. So, yeah, like, it doesn't matter if that team's in playoff position or right behind you or right behind you or uh, right ahead of you. Uh, you should be looking at every game like it's really crucial. And I thought the Flyers really had that mindset uh, yeah. in game one against the Blue Jackets. And obviously they play them again Thursday. So great signs from teams with some veterans, some youngsters, uh, and a young goalie that went out and they went out and uh, took care of business. Yeah, you mentioned this next stretch of games too, and there certainly is no time to be celebrating. Yes, we're talking positives. It was a big win, but even hearing the players last night, um, of course, like I mentioned, Travis Konechny saying we treated it like a you know the biggest game of the year. There, there's still some you know from overall from the team. Kind of what I wrapped up was we can't be playing like that if we want to go beat them in their house. And it was like, you know, there's some negatives from that game last night. Um, which, you know, are kind of overshadowed, obviously, by the positives. You get a, a major win. But it was really interesting how it's still – they can't settle. It still wasn't good enough. Um, even to put up five goals, it, yeah. it still wasn't good enough. Um, and like we mentioned, too, Columbus wasn't 
having their A game. They do have some injuries. Um, you can expect a major response from them. And for the Flyers, it'll be a difficult task to take that different team on that's going to be looking for uh, a response from uh, their hockey club, but also on the road, a place that the Flyers have struggled with. Um, I think from last night, though, moving forward, something I hope um, that will stay consistent. And, I mean, of course, a win is great. Putting up five goals is great. Sure. I mean, if that could stay consistent, that'd be great. Yes. But uh, for me lately, it's been the first 20 minutes have been like the most important thing for this team. I feel like the first 20 minutes decide whatever the rest of the game is going to entail. And if you're going to let in three goals in the first 20, you're going to be chasing the rest of the game. Like, that's never good. So, like, after that first period – I, I've felt this way, like, okay, I, I sort of know where this game's going to go. And, yes, we love this team for for responding and, and having that. They do do well with uh, chasing the game, which is sort of weird to say, and I'd never want that. Right. But uh, they do show that response. Anyway, don't even get in that position in the first place. Right. From this game yesterday, we saw a pretty good first 20 minutes. We saw them get, you know, the early goal and, and have another one. Uh I hope that continues moving forward on the road, and I, I think that'll be a key to success for them to just continue having a strong first 20. We've definitely seen the first period dictate their games. Like, so either they, much. Either, even if they don't come out and, like, blitz a team in the first period, as long as they play well and they get some timely saves, you're always thinking, like, all right, they're in good position for the second period and they've got their legs. Um, but then there's been times where, yeah, they just fall completely behind and yeah. they don't get those big saves and then yeah, like they're chasing and they're they're out of it. Um, so yeah, I think first periods will continue continue to dictate things for the Flyers, especially as the games get bigger. Um, and and yeah, and I think there's a good it's a good thing to have, you know, a group of veterans with an experienced coaching staff to be able to stress the importance of that, you know, opening 20 minutes, um, because that will have a huge say in the rest of this playoff race. Um, and I think they're going into Columbus against a team that's really like trying to save their season. Oh, right. Like what lost, is it now? It's five? I believe they've lost six, six straight. Six straight after last night. Three of them have come uh, after regulation. So they have gotten points. So credit to the Blue Jackets for, um, you know, keeping pace uh, by getting some points in those games. But uh, they're reeling. They're battling injuries. Yeah. The Flyers really have a, a chance to kind of deliver a knockout punch um, by going up there and kind of not to sound crazy or gruesome, but like ripped their hearts out almost. Yeah, like take, and closing them out this season. And, right, or take a home wins. and home set and do this, do it in the second game at their place where at that point, where would their confidence be after that? So uh, I think the Flyers know the opportunity. Do you think if they win that game, Jordan, we're going to see a team in the playoffs right here, the Flyers? I do. I, you I think do. that that game defines where they're going to end up? I do, because I think at that point, I think they'll be in a really good position. I think they're in a solid spot already. Right. Um, they are that third spot, Jordan, but like we said, they're, they're only a point. They're two points ahead. Like, there's still such a traffic jam in the Eastern They're standings. only a point ahead of the Islanders, and the Islanders have two games in hand. So, like, the Flyers are not out of the woods by any means. Like, New York is still in a really favorable position. They've beaten the Flyers all three times this year, and they still play them once more. Um, and then the Hurricanes are a team that went on a really nice playoff run. Yeah. That, but with uh, all that being said, you still believe this one game. I do. I, I think Why? this one game, I think it'll kick out another team like the Blue Jackets. It'll give them some more separation. And then I think the schedule kind of sets up pretty well for them, especially okay. with these next four. Um, and, I, and I think they're just getting healthier. Who knows what they do at the trade deadline? I know we've talked about that a ton. If, you know, they, they might not do much at all. Yeah. Um, but they still have that kind That's of in their back pocket. Too. Yeah, and and you're thinking, hey, Shane Gosser's pair's not far away. 
there's some optimism around Nolan Patrick and he's practicing and he still feels like he might play again yeah, this year. Yeah, he's saying that too. He says he, right. he hopes he's, you know, I don't even know. What did he exactly, were you at practice too? No. I was not. Okay. Um, I was sick. sick. Uh, and I'm so happy you're feeling yes, better. Yes, thank you, my friend. I'm glad you're okay, doing well Okay, one too. thing, Jordan Hall, like, doesn't, he's like the Ivan Provorov of the media. Like, Far he doesn't take it. any sick days. Far from it. He literally has the Iron Man Award. <laughs> Everyone at NBC Sports Philadelphia knows that this guy works 24-7. And guys, I'm not even kidding. Like, I leave a show some nights, you know, the Western trip. It's like I'm leaving at 1.30 in the morning. You're still here. <laughs> And you never leave. I and see you there tweeting to pretty late you. too, and you'll be tweeting pucks pretty late. So I know even <laughs> when even when you leave here, I know you're still oh man loving you know, the game, living, breathing pucks. Just, you know what it Respect. is is going home and watching cops and just tweeting yes. about hockey. That's that's kind of the you know, and you knew this already, but, but no I one outworks Jordan Hall. I appreciate those kind words. That is not true. I really do appreciate it, though. And I could not believe it. I'm so happy you're feeling better, but I Thank was you. just in disbelief when I saw that you just couldn't make the one the I one wasn't day. happy, too, because I knew... I knew no, you weren't. I had a feeling Nolan Patrick was going to continue to practice, and there would be, like, buzz about that. Right. And then, obviously, it's a big week ahead, so I was like, man, like, this is such a bad day to miss. But, uh, no, hey, all health, good. Health I is more it. important, Jordan. We need you. Health is important, just like for the Flyers, just like for you. Oh. We need you for the playoff run. Okay, um, I hope. I know it's not all about me, but I'm going to make it about me. They better make the playoffs so that yeah. we can have some sweet coverage. Yes. That's all I know. I want to see some, saying. like, outside set or, like, set in, like, the concourse where you're oh, around man. the fans. I want to see, like, a slide from the top of Wells Fargo Center. We can do that. Like, I want to see it. We can get you a slide. This is you getting a little out of hand. It. And you will go down that slide? Yeah. I think that'd be a fun thing, you know? <laughs> Even like me and Taryn, and then like you're down there too, and we're just like. Can I ask where the slide came? Like, where did you think I don't of know. the slide? I don't know. I think we were just talking about the Flyers Carnival. There used to be a slide. Yes, we were just talking and about so that. I'm okay. thinking, like, why don't we make it a mega slide and go <laughs> outside on, on top of Wells Fargo Center? Yeah. Sign a couple liability forms and that, just. Play it safe. And just. <laughs> 100 miles an hour, just go for it. And you know who, send it. I know who could catch you at the bottom, Gritty. Yes! Gritty could catch okay, you at the bottom. this is getting out of hand. This got way out of hand. But anyway, that will certainly be a topic uh, <laughs> as we approach playoffs. We will yes, keep gritty following up on that, that that yeah. needs to happen. No pressure, Flyers. No pressure at all. It's all about us having some cool stuff. Yes. No, but um, anyway, but no, and I want to put, put that question back on you. Um, okay. The, okay. The, the, a win, win over the Blue Jackets. Do you think that kind of solidifies their playoff spot? I think Forfeit. that if we go and I'm I'm gonna pull up this schedule quick. Uh, I because like I know what you mean. That next game, uh, this next game versus Columbus, very important. But I don't agree with you. I don't think that that okay. one game could decide if they're gonna make it. What I think is that the the Columbus game followed by Winnipeg and San Jose. Um, I'm just going to say the rest of this month of February because it's hard to believe, Jordan. There's only four month, four games left in the month of February. Yeah. Um, I think this next stretch. So last night was, you know, part one, yep. if you could say part one. and then, No, for sure. Or just segment one. And now they have four more games. Uh, and the reason I say that, yes, a big win over Columbus is very important. A team that hopefully you can knock out in the standings. They just did the same to Florida. Um, the Florida Panthers, you're able to knock that team out as well. Yep. They're not officially out, but at least just get some leverage on these teams. Yeah. I think the biggest challenge for the Flyers is playing down to their level. So if they're able to capitalize over the Jets, capitalize over the Sharks, teams that, like, come on. Like, you need to win these games. 
then I really think we're going to see a playoff team. I think the next stretch of games completing the month of February is going to decide whether or not they're going to make it. And yeah. I think that they need to win all of them. I think I no. think start a winning streak right now. The games are really important. Yeah. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, I know what you mean with that. Columbus and I know what you game, mean. But I see it, too. If you're going to be a team that you can play up to your level and, and capitalize against Columbus, but then you're going to follow it with a, you know, God forbid, but a loss to the Jets, a loss to the Sharks. I'm going to be unsure. I'm going to be sure. This is a playoff team would capitalize against any team, no matter what their rank yep. is. You take care of it. You move on. And you need to be able to to take care of these teams if you're going to make playoffs. I wanted to ask you this, too. And, and this is my mindset of why I think this would kind of really put them in a comfortable driver's seat is, and I'm not trying to act like I predicted this was no, how it was are. going to play no, out. No, you are. It's fine. <laughs> um, but I, I did, I, my gut, or and from what I've seen just throughout watching the season, was that I thought Columbus would eventually cool off. Like I just thought they yeah. were overachieving. Kind of the same as Arizona, by the way. Arizona too is a great example of kind of cooling off. Um, right. And so I thought I thought the Islanders and the Hurricanes, two teams that made the playoffs last year, uh, had decent runs. I thought they were going to be there. Like I thought yeah. all along, like they were still going to be where they are right now. Um, I I did think Columbus would eventually cool off. They, like they had five shutouts from. Uh, Elvis, their goalie. Yeah. Um, I'm not even going to try to say his last Mers name. Lincoln's. And really quick go. on that, I was oh, absolutely waiting for I knew Jim you would Jackson know how to, and Keith I'm Jones. Ha- yes. No, for that, but like also when he was pulled, when he <laughs> was pulled Elvis in what the third period, and I was like, say it, say it, come on, say it. How it's many not t- every day in the NHL you have a goaltender, any player named Elvis, and I'm like, just I let know, alone get, get guys, pulled. I, I know it's kind of cheesy. Okay, like okay, Katie, yeah, we get it. Like you kind of expect it to be coming, but like you have no idea how excited I was. You gotta jump on that opportunity. I forgot how. AJ put it, Elvis has, and Elvis has left the ice. <laughs> and Jonesy was he like, was, eventually to be the building. He was probably but like, JJ, don't go there. Like, yeah, just telling him, he was probably telling himself that, like, should I? He's it like, was like I one should. of those memes, like, don't say it, don't say it, yes. don't say it. And it ended up happening. But anyway, those I two are the it. greatest. They are the best. I'm excited to have Bill Clement, too. Uh, just a great crew. I oh, could talk all day about everyone else. I but could, too. That was awesome. Had to get the Elvis uh, yes. has left the building in there. Yes. But anyway. Um, but I'll, no, I'll go back to that. A goaltender that has stepped up for them. Yeah, so a, goal, a goaltender that was like playing out of his mind at five shutouts, led the NHL with, uh, going into last night. Uh, I figured they would probably taper off. Uh, good for them for overachieving. And then I thought the Panthers were a younger team, first-year head coach. Some good talent, but I didn't see them as like a real serious threat. And then the Flyers, to their credit, took care of them and kind of pushed them kind of shoved them away like yeah like a nagging like gnat um <laughs> so now like it really could be like now the playoff spots are kind of looking almost not set in stone but it's looking like now maybe there's the islanders the hurricanes and the flyers kind of fighting for that third spot the third spot and the two spots in the wild card um yeah so that's why i think if they beat the blue jackets they can really kind of shove them away and now it's going to be kind of be almost jostling now for position. Uh, and then I really like the Flyers that they I are. I like that. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So I wanted to see how you felt about that. I, like that was the whole busyness of the playoff race was that you had two teams like the Blue Jackets and Panthers who were uh, kind of overachieving and yeah. making things uh, kind of nerve-wracking for the Flyers. Now they're, you know, they really have a chance to win all four games against those two teams, the Blue Jackets and the Panthers. Which would be insane. Which would almost kind of set them up for, okay, now we just need to fight for position and, and stay where we yeah. are. Yeah, and I, I know what you mean by that, you know, the, how you would decide the next game making the playoffs or not, because it certainly would sort of solidify their position. 
But after that, I just, I look at it like, hey, you know, New York, the so Islanders true. are only a point behind. Like every point matters at the same time. So yes, taking out a, a top prospect that's fighting for a spot with you in the standings, knock him off, get him that little gnat, yes. swat at him, get him away. Um, <laughs> that one's important, but so are the points following it with some opponents that won't be making the playoffs. But yeah, it's, it's a great point you make because it's just, it is bizarre. I still remember Darcy Kemper, that run the uh, Coyotes yep. went on pretty crazy to see I mean we could get into the trade deadline as well coming up already next Monday on the 24th um, but as far as before this deadline we see Taylor Hall go to the Coyotes and it's just really interesting to see sort of how that how that comes about you know you would sort of think oh wow they're really going to go on a run now um, things really change up but then you go look at the Penguins you see Zucker going to the Penguins what I don't even know how many points this guy has already in I haven't what is it, two or three games he's been there he's playing so well but I believe they're in first place now well the Penguins are wrong, in general believe, but yeah. that trade really helped them out right yeah now. Exactly. they have a they have more scoring depth and and really and K- interesting to just see how that goes either your way or not. Katie, perfect point. That's a great example of how we were kind of discussing uh, in prior shows uh, that, yeah, a trade, a trade can do some good things for you. And some can wonders. Some things. Or it, yeah. And so really, do, do the Flyers really want to mess with kind of what they have going? They're already in a tough spot to make a deal. Um, but they're playing well, and they're getting, I think, everything that they could want from some of their younger players where maybe they thought they perceived to lack depth. Um, so yeah, it's a tough decision for Chuck Fletcher. Do they want to actually yeah, mess with I it right know. now? I don't know how Things much they would well. want to add it, but okay, one Things are going second. Well. What is up with this stuff I'm saying about Jeff Carter to the Flyers? You're not loving is it, this, are you? Well, I just I couldn't really. I'm just like, wait a second. This guy would come back. Okay, I I would agree with fans that that would be very cool to see him get back in a Flyers uniform. But really, like I know I don't see that really. I happening. feel like it's like 70 percent of fa- Flyers fans are like, no, stop, no. <laughs> and then there's like a 30 percent out there that's like, hey, like I. I could see it. Like, I like Jeff Carter. Cool. Um, Everyone's trying to pick from the Kings, too. I mean, even that Toffoli trade, We hey, maybe he would have came to the Flyers, but we yeah, don't see that But now happening. he's kind of off the list. Yeah, um, and it, it is interesting, though. I mean, you don't know what, what they're thinking. You never you never do with GMs or what the plans are. That That's why it's so fun. We just get to sit here no, and guess and right. assume and maybe wonder a little bit. And um, the reports have been, like, the Flyers – like Elliot, I know Elliot Freeman wrote in his 31 Thoughts article uh, on Sports Center, which is always a great read for hockey yeah. fans, um, that he believes or he thinks uh, the Flyers are considering Jeff Carter, um, depending on Nolan Patrick's health. So, like, there's nothing super firm there. Guess what? GMs, when you have a team in contention, are going to be peeking in at players that, uh, you know, selling teams are looking to uh, part ways from. Uh, that's just what they're going to do. So. Yeah. It would not blow my mind if, yes, Chuck Fletcher is picking up his phone or or considering or thinking among his uh, people that help him about Jeff Carter. Like, it doesn't mean they're gung-ho on him and they're like, we got to do whatever it takes to get Jeff yeah. Carter. We got to clear all the cap space and trade this guy and that guy. Like, no, but but there's reasons why uh, he's attractive. You know, he's yeah. on pace to score, I believe, 23 to 24 goals. He's won in this city, or not won at all in this city, but he's won a lot of games. The city appreciates him. He could give them great depth down the middle. Um, I'm curious, how's, how do you see it? Do you see it at I don't all know. as like I don't know if maybe I, uh, a positive if they got him or no? 
Well, of course there would be. Happen, a, I, I of course there would be a positive, Jordan. But this guy, I, I, I find it very hard to maybe imagine someone saying goodbye to the beach and moving back to Philadelphia. Remember, you said that in our interview with uh, Taryn Hatcher. He's like, I'm not, I don't really want to leave LA. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I think he really likes his life. I don't life. blame him. And I think that a lot of that and the age too, you got to consider. You know, he's 35 years old. Yeah, and that's and he's not under a contract old. for two more years. Yeah, I have pretty large. Hard capital. for me to believe. I'm not even gonna get into it because I don't feel like it's gonna happen. And no. No, it's not going to happen. I'll just say that. Yeah. I don't see it happening. We can say that. Something you did bring up uh, a lot, Nolan Patrick. Uh, yes. So we were on that subject earlier just with the practice um, that he was back in. Said, said he, feel, he felt good. Um, and to just really hear from him has been different because we've been at that practice, what was it, two weeks ago, yeah. too, where he's out there skating. Like, um, fans know this. He's been on the ice, and that's good to see him getting the reps, still staying, you know, at least loose and active. Yes, it's not a game. I mean, that is a whole nother step. But to see him at least getting involved is a positive. To hear from him was another positive, saying, again, felt great. Could see himself maybe back in the lineup. I don't actually remember if he said that exactly, but he felt great. And he was sort of ready to get he's, back in. He's saying like he's anxious to right, play Right, anxious to play again. So my biggest thing, Jordan, is, of course, we're, we're hoping to see Patrick back out there. Um, for the Flyers, he would certainly help out. I don't. It's so hard for me to just picture someone of his age going through this and just picking up where he left off at this point of the season. Like, I would have seen this maybe 21 games in and then, like, maybe a little bit after the holiday break. But, like, right now at this point of the season, are you going to do more damage to putting him in and, like, maybe risking an injury if you're just throwing him in at this time of the year as far as just maybe holding out on him, making sure he's just got a solid year of recovery and can be even 110% next year? Great question. And we all hope Nolan Patrick is okay. Like, you, he's a good kid. He's 21 years old. Like, you don't want to see anyone go through a migraine disorder. Like, that's... But you don't want to see it end up in anything worse, correct? Amen. And... To me, when he says he thinks he's going to play this year, when Chuck Fletcher said it in mid-January that he expects him to play this year, I think that's an incredibly optimistic yeah. point of view. And I think they're doing that because if, if you come out in January, you come out in February and say, yeah, it's not going to happen this year, then like, what are you, as Nolan Patrick and the Flyers, like, what are you fighting for then? Like, hey, let's just gear up towards next training camp? Let's go on a fishing trip for the rest of the season. Right. I know what you mean. Like, yeah. every day. So you think they kind of have to say something. They like have that. to say something of, like, yeah, like, I Positive. expect to play this year. And if it do- and if he doesn't, then it's okay. Like, it's an unpredictable injury. Um, so I think that's an incredibly optimistic point of view. And, yeah, gosh, if he even gets to the point where he goes and goes on a conditioning stint with Lehigh Valley, like, you think two games in the AHL is also going to get him back up to speed yeah. to play the final 10 games of a playoff race in the NHL? Like, I hope it is. I think it would be great to see Nolan Patrick out there. Of course. And I think even, like, Nolan Patrick not at a great conditioning level could probably help you. Um, the main thing is obviously make sure he's 100% healthy and the migraines and all of that are in check. Yeah. Um, but, gosh, I really don't know if he's going to be able to Get back to to get clear for contact, then go to conditioning stint in Lehigh, feel good after two, three, four, five games. And then at this point, the Flyers might be like really in their final stretch run of 10, 12 games, final five. Who are you going to take out? Do you have a clear spot for them? Do you monitor in minutes? I I, I don't know. I just think it's 
really difficult to foresee him playing. Yeah, and here's the biggest thing. So it's a great point, too, that you you make. Yes, to fans, too, a, a, lot, a lot of the, probably the listeners know that they're going to say something that's going to be optimistic. You want that. I, I mean, want I do want to hear that, 100%. especially, you know, on any other player update. Like, I want to hear, like, good news. And, Absolutely. And think, you know, that we'll see them soon or, you know, they're just doing better than the initial news. For Nolan Patrick, you hear what's great and the optimism – but do we really see the truth, uh, you know, before this trade deadline? Do we really see maybe, yes, they're optimistic, but, like, after the deadline's over and they don't add any, any more scoring depth, and, yes, I could deal with cap space and maybe they just don't have the availabilities. But do we think that maybe that's really going to have the truth exposed on, okay, either they're betting he's going to come back or they're not? I mean, if they add someone else, it's sort of solidifying the fact we're not going to see Patrick. At, at least that's what I think. No, for sure. I think if they go out and get someone um, that's not of you know just a depth signing that might, you might play on like your fourth line or something, if they go out and get like a name, um, it could be a sign of hey, yeah, we, we understand that we're we're probably not going to get Nolan Patrick at this year, and we might not even know what the situation will be like next mm-hmm. season, um, because everything changes if you get a guy um, that you not only want to get for uh, this season but for next like a Jean-Gabriel Peugeot, he's a UFA after this season. But if you brought him in, you would have hopes of probably signing him long-term. If you yeah, have hopes so of signing him. so then what does that mean? What yeah. does that mean for Nolan Patrick? What does that mean Nolan Patrick will be a restricted free agent after this season? So um, just getting a guy just for the deadline, unless it's like a pure, obvious second-half rental where they know like, hey, we're okay with getting him and letting him walk. You're getting this guy for hopefully maybe the next two, three years, or you're at least hoping to have him, and that will throw everything. Yeah, so it's not just for playoffs, you're saying, but it's for like the long run. Right, and that could be a great thing to supplement and augment Nolan Patrick, and maybe, hey, like we can get a center now, and then when Nolan comes back, Austin will have even more depth. That could be a, like a thought process of the Flyers, mm-hmm. um, but it could also be like, yeah, we, you know what, We're, we really aren't sure about Nolan Patrick unfortunately like everyone is it's great to see him practicing really is no it is it's awesome to see him practicing awesome to see him back you really pull for that uh type of player and kid um or anyone in that situation um but uh yeah that could be a sign that yeah maybe they're just they really don't know it's an unpredictable injury so if they go out and grab something I, i agree katie i think that would be a sign of they're really not sure what this nolan patrick situation presents uh, and they need to start preparing for it. Yeah, we will see, fans. The truth will come out here yes. on February 24th, which is approaching so quickly, as well as playoffs. I want to make sure we do not forget to mention this, so let's get into it now. Let's Claude Giroux last night with a, that huge assist on the power play. He was on his knees, and he still made it work, passed it right over to Konechny. Konechny dishes it over. Voracek's reaction was the best, like, oh, yeah. I was right yeah, you see, he was like, I saw you Yeah, that it TK. was just such a, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and a lot of them weren't even, like, laughing about Drew. I think they, like, come to expect that from him. Like, yeah. you know what? That guy's going to make these crazy plays. Yeah, whatever. Plays. Just move on. No, and, he did it from your knees, man. Right. Like, yeah, not even Good goal. That let's go. But uh, 235 uh, power play assists. He passed Bobby Clark for the all-time, like the most all-time for any Flyers. Certainly great to see him have that um, mark for his name in the in the history books for the Flyers. Pretty cool comments from from him after. You would sort of expect a captain to have that team mentality, but he really had this expression. And, I mean, I wouldn't hope that he's keeping tally of where he's sitting in the record books anyway but just sort of the surprise and just kind of it's not like he didn't care he respected it and he felt honored but he also is just 
it's just another hockey game, man. I, you know, we got the win. That's all I care about. I think you're right. It's twofold for him. I think he's like not trying to disrespect Bobby Clark or anyone that's come before him. Like, yeah. he realizes like, hey, that's a really cool honor. I passed uh, a really notable name there. Oh yeah. But then I think, like Elaine Vigneault said the other night, his will to win and his will to leave a better legacy. Like, I think that's only grown within him as they've dealt with some frustrations in the playoffs. I think he would love to win in this city. It's the longest tenure athlete now in this city. Um, I think he really just, right now, the focus is like, he wants to win. Yeah. And I think that's a great sign too, that he doesn't really get caught up too much in like a milestone like that. He appreciates it, but at the same time, uh, knows there's the bigger picture. Katie, I always love getting your outside perspective uh, from coming uh, to this city this uh, summer. I'm anxious to know, like, what did you know about Claude Drew? What was your um, impressions on him? Because as you know, this city can differ from time to time on an athlete, especially a guy like Claude Drew, who has been here for a while and has done some incredible things, but hasn't brought the Flyers a cup. And that, that yeah. seems like the, the city likes to, um, to sway its opinion on a player sometimes, uh, just a matter of wins and losses. What did you know about Claude Drew? What did you think about him coming yeah. here? Uh, again, you know, we go back to me just trying to f study up on a Metro Division team. I grew up and I also covered a team in the Central, so I just never, right. you know, we or exposed a little bit out there. But anyway, I like whenever, even when I came out here to interview, you know, the flyers, when that sparks in my head, it was immediately Claude Giroux. Like that's the player And yes, I don't think this is like defining, but at least for my experience listeners, like I thought of Claude Giroux as like the face of the flyers and yes, he's a captain, but I don't feel like there's one specific face to this team, but it was just kind of that, like that leader, that captain that I knew his history and just like how good he was. The one thing was just kind of figuring out throughout his career here just how his production has maybe slowed a little bit, um, sure. specifically going into this year, just seeing that differ um, for the captain. But I still had the impression that this was a player that's capable of a lot. And for me to study up on that is a difference to like for my experience you're asking from sure. when I got here this summer to now just really experiencing covering this team night in and night out. Um, I do have a different impression. I have a different respect for him. Um, I think a lot of things he does go unnoticed. Absolutely. I think some nights you don't really realize he's out there for different reasons. There's, he's setting up different plays, and you're just not seeing just, just how much he can make an impact. Yes, he does have nights that he also doesn't seem to be making that impact, um, which you know raises a level of concern with a captain, just how much you can sort of lean on this guy and maybe expect out of him is a question but what we've been getting lately i am not um upset with uh and i sure. say we as covering you know them all of us that we see closure what six game uh point streak now yeah six game after point last streak. night like things like this in which i believe he has 11 points right he had two assists last night so i believe he has 11 points crazy in, so pretty impressive yeah yeah and but just from what you see at the beginning like um I'm always going to be impressed with Claude Giroux. He, he does amazing things. He's a very talented player. He's a captain of this team for a reason, and he has these accolades to go with it for a reason. He's a great player in this league. Um, but there was just different things with me that kind of left me puzzled. Like, okay, are we going to see him sort of break out? Or it was just kind of – I'm not trying to use the word average, but I really just – I think I just expected more from him. Um, and now just as we get closer to the playoffs and experiencing this um, run for the first time, just pushing for that playoff mark for this team um, and just seeing them go through it, I really sort of realize, you know, this will really define who he is as a player. He is going to help the team out uh, as, as much as he can, and hopefully the success will continue for him. Um, but you lean on your captain throughout the season, but specifically in this push. And right now it's, it's looking well. Yeah, I agree. And, um, 
I see exactly what you meant by like wondering exactly who he was. Was he going to start to tail off a little bit as he got older? Like he's been a fixture in the NHL and a yeah. face in the NHL for a long time. Um, but I think, Katie, I'm sure you speak to this too. The more you've been around the players at their practice, like they really marvel at like his um, kind of like his steady, even kill approach. Like I think they look at him, they're like, "Wow, he's not a rah rah guy." Yeah, he's a different leader. It's very yeah, interesting. Yeah, he's not a rah rah guy exactly. And but at the same time, like he works, like he goes about his business. And I think the young players see that and they're like, "Wow, like this is the guy I've heard about a lot." Yeah. And then they just watch him kind of go about his business, um, and that's what kind of pushes. Uh, his teammates uh, so some people get on because like yeah he doesn't flip tables after a loss or call out people right um but I, and that's neither the- does elaine vino if you really think about the sort of leadership of this right. team and i think just those two i mean yes one's a head coach one's a hockey player yes right. they're different but i feel like they do have the same sort of styles where they don't seem to be flipping tables like you mentioned right. and i feel wouldn't that help if you have consistent you know coverage from your leadership your captain role to your head coach right and i certainly want to want to see my coach like being like flipping over the left and right like one game he's loving life and then the next game he's throwing things like bag skating everyone yeah exactly Again. and claude Again. Drew doing the same thing like I, <laughs> i'd be on pins and needles if i was a young player or any player yeah. like gosh our captain like the other day freaked out and then he like was great the next day like no like you just go about your go about your way. Um, and one thing that always stuck out to me was former general manager Ron Hextall. Uh, the year after it was 2016-17, um, where like Drew had one of his worst season production wise. I believe he was in like the mid 50 point range. And at that point, everyone was wondering if he was on the decline because uh, he was getting to his 30s and his numbers had been decreasing. Mm-hmm. He just didn't look like himself. And uh, Ron Hextall said in the offseason, like. He's like, you guys don't really understand. Like, he trains hard. And he, like, emphasizes again. He's like, he trains hard. He's like, what we're going to do is kind of look at the way he trains and see if we can maybe um, minimize how much he does and kind of watch it and monitor it and see if we can help him. I think with longevity-wise. Easy for you to say. (laughs) No, it's a hard word. But I know Um, what you're saying. And uh, what do you know? The next year he had 102 points, and uh, it was remarkable to see. Um, so little things like that uh, always make me think uh, like he can be underappreciated at times. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool to get your perspective on it too. Yeah, no, I, I agree too. And it's great to see. I hope this uh, production from him continues into the, uh, I say off season already. I can't do this that. Year. Yeah, we're but in the playoffs, into, Katie. Into the uh, playoff push that they're trying to have. Really quick, I don't want to forget. Um, with that trade deadline talk, we do have a very special thing coming to all you fans. Let's go. We got you covered, okay? So everything you need to know for the 2020 trade deadline, which is on February 24th, our very own Taryn Hatcher is going to have the latest details on who the Flyers will trade, and it's going to be on the My Teams app, so you make sure you want to download the My Teams app to watch that 2020 NHL trade deadline show and it's going to be starting at 2.30 Eastern. And I believe 3 o'clock is the deadline. So Yes. Three. So that'll be really uh, a great watch. I know I'll be tuning in. I um, definitely will be watching. We want to keep up I with what's get- going on. I think it's fun to just be like, what's going to happen? Um, and like we said, a lot of truth will come out with this team on just everything that I guess we're going to find out about Nolan it'll be Patrick. Fun. And exactly, a lot of Katie. It'll questions be, will be answered. Yes, it'll be fun to know who they have, who they didn't go after, what teams improved, what teams didn't, and then yeah. finally have a clear picture of, okay, Here's who's in place. Let's just go play the game. Heck yeah. Well, I already see you looking at my joke. You can't. It I is. I was trying to read that. We still don't have a drum roll. Are you kidding? Get on this. Guys, act like you care. Gosh. 
I care. Katie. Such disrespect right. for my joke of the day. Okay, <laughs> are you ready for the hockey joke I'm of the day? Ready? I know I am at least. Why are hockey players known for their summer teeth? I have no clue. Are you ready? Let's do it. Summer here, summer there. <laughs> really, where are you finding these? Where are you? How good was that? And do you laugh when you first read them? <coughs> Be honest. Don't. Oh. Sorry, everyone. Shit. Yes, if that answers your question. I get it from my mom, but like I your laugh, mom says I laugh that at my so, jokes. That's awesome. We laugh at our jokes before we even like in the, all that matters is that you think you think that they're funny. And I think I've said that on like episodes before. So fans, listen, if no one's going to laugh at your jokes as long as you think they're funny. And Jordan, I think sometimes they go over your head, but I'm happy you sort of almost always. One. And that's my fault. Some are here. Some are there. You said you talked to your mom today. Was that was it about the joke? No, it wasn't. Okay, good. I should run it through you... her, though. She'd be like, okay, that's good. Or, you know. Right. Great. Would, what would you give that one? Like a nine point? Well, nine point. That's, that's generous. Nine, we'll go seven point eight. Nine, nine. Seven point eight. Wow. On ah, that note, ah, I'm going to go like... cry. And I will find a better joke for next week to make the one and only Jordan Hall, who never sleeps and never is not working. Wait, not never sleeps. Always, always working. Working. And Thank getting you. Katie tissues. And getting pucks deep. On that note, Everyone have a great rest of your day. Hopefully the Flyers' success will continue over into Columbus, a very challenging barn. Hopefully that cannon doesn't go off tomorrow. Don't want to hear that at all. Um, we don't want to be hearing that, that uh, goal cannon for them. No. Big stretch of games for this team. Thanks for tuning in to the Flyers Talk Podcast. I'm Katie Emmer. And I'm Jordan Hall. Uh, rate us, subscribe us wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you next time. Oh, Canada. Canada. Ooh, you're harmonizing. <laughs> Our home and native land.